All right, so I'm here with Larry Anderson, Long Beach legend, not just in the collegiate department, but also Jordan High alumni. Uh, took him to CIF birth. One or how many? Uh, one. Lost in the championship. Lost in the championship. Very good job. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, why don't you uh, talk to me a little bit about like going from uh, North Long Beach to Wyndham? Where, where'd you go in Massachusetts? Winchenden. Winchenden. Winchenden? My parents are from Springfield. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it was uh, obviously a culture shock, uh, weather-wise. First time being away from home. So that was very nerve-wracking, scary, uh, all the other adjectives. <laughs> but um, it was very beneficial, obviously. In what way? Uh, I grew up faster. It helped me grow up. Lost my girlfriend, you know, high school sweetheart. Um, seeing snow for the first time, being on my own, uh, not having to deal, not having to deal with being home and having friends, being out there kind of by myself. So I had to I had uh, more opportunities to like focus on myself. How many people went to that school? Oh. <sighs> Say roughly two hundred, two. I would say like two to three hundred people probably. So like less than your class at Jordan. Most definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> it was very uh very close knit uh, school. I would say that. Oh yeah, yeah. Lifetime friends that came from the prep school. Most definitely. Uh, I think one of my one of the guys that was on the basketball team, Tim uh, Tim Russ from Ohio. One of the dudes I still talk to to this day, um, and a few of the uh, hockey players that I was like, I got close with. Yeah, it's kind of interesting seeing like, uh, um, I was just watching an interview with some kid from Maine who's like top recruit in the country and just signed with Duke. Um, like, do you think that because uh, high schoolers are going to be able to go straight into the G League and all that sort of stuff that people are going to be going to prep schools less or you think that's still going to be a thing? Uh, I think it's, no, I think it's still going to be a thing for sure just because the talent, the talent level is this higher? So I think even even now, like high school, high school basketball is kind of watered down, unfortunately, just because most of the talent is going to like the prep schools, the IMGs, the Montverbs, the Veritas, the you know uh, AZ Compass, you know. So I think the prep school is is the best route to go. I would say as far as talent. Yeah. So Coach Larry Anderson, are you uh? Are, I mean, this is your second year as a coach, right? Yes. Are you this? They call you Coach Larry, Coach Anderson. Like, are you used to this old, this title, uh, the prefix of coach? Not really. They don't really. Well, they call me coach here and there, but it's more so LA. I oh, think yeah. that's what everybody always calls me. Um, so I might get like a Coach LA in the, here and there, but yeah, it's it's still, I still it still hasn't hit me really, honestly. Even with like being on the sidelines and coaching and uh, like scout doing scouts and in practice. Like, I don't – it's weird. I don't feel like a coach, really. I feel like I'm just mentoring. So, yeah. No, yeah, I saw you uh, out there the, on Wednesday before the Thursday game, and you were running, bro. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Make sure I stay in shape. I mean, you were going up against the starters, right? Yeah. <laughs> you still got it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely still got a little bit. Um, like you said, I, I try to work out with them as much as possible um, in the gym with them. Just so that's a different type of respect too, as far as me showing the moves or seeing what I see and like, if it's a kind of it's more so like implementing like, if I can do it, you can do it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I think even like working out with them and being in drills with them, like 
showing them that like me, my older self, if I can still get by it, you know, certain guys or whatever, then like they should be there, they should be able to do the same thing. No, yeah, dude, you're not that old. I'm. I actually checked your birth because I remembered that Jordan run. Yeah. And I graduated in 09 from Wilson. Okay. So I'm like, I'm 33 right now, dude. Yeah. So you're 32? 30, 34. You're 34. Oh, wait. I thought your birthday was oh, – I looked it up. I thought it was 91. 89. Oh, it was 89. Birthday was – Oh, my bad. The birthday was on Portland game, actually. Oh, it was? Unfortunately. Hey, happy birthday. Thank you. Appreciate it. Nah, it's not a – It's because we lost. So that was kind of like – you know, it was like, dang, like, the only birthday – the only gift I really want is a win. Yeah. No, yeah, I was watching that on ESPN Plus and um I think his name was like Masick or something for Portland. That yeah. dude was he was balling. Especially well. down the stretch. No, he played well. He made uh, he made he made timely shots. Um but yeah, we had to shut his water off and he kinda got he's kinda one of the guys that got in the flow. And uh yeah, he, he played well. Yeah. So uh what kind of improvements y'all gonna try to make after what'd you learn from the first game? That we just had to listen, listen better. Um, I'm gonna attest. I'm gonna te- I'm gonna attest it to the new generation. Way more going on as far as social media and just influence and uh, so. I think for our team, the biggest thing is that as long as we focus and uh, follow the scout, I think we'll be fine. Yeah. So big road trip coming up. You got any game circled? Every game is circled. Every game is circled. <laughs> game there is we circled. go. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, I love I love to play against um, the opponents that are in like the big hey, conferences. You're coaching now, dude. Well, we're playing. You still got that player mindset. Yeah, yeah. I like Def- it. Def- I can Def- see Def- it, dude. Def- 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 <laughs> but um, but no, I think it's I think it's it's always good to just play against you know the power five. Um, so anytime you get to compete, especially come out of there and get a win, it's, it's obviously a it helps the program. You know? Yeah. Okay, so you did. We already brought you. You did a little G League coming out of. First off, like I could, I could run down the laundry list of top ten rankings you got in the school, all the accolades and stuff like that. But I'm just gonna let the listeners know, you got a lot of them. I only got 15 minutes. I can't, <laughs> I can't spend seven of them listening off all the stuff you've done. Um, so yeah, you did a little bit of G League. You moved around Europe and stuff like that. Um, what's the what's the difference in gameplay? I know the G League was kind of, it was the D League before that, right? Yeah. It was it when was you were in. It was the D League. Yeah. Um, Shows my age, right? Yeah. I get, when did it become the G League? <laughs> I want to say G is Gatorade, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was. I want to say like fifteen, sixteen, if I'm not mistaken, like around that time, okay. like right before COVID, basically. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so let's so compare. You know, you got all these young guys coming from from Europe. You know, and they're basically ready to go, mm-hmm. except for Ricky Rubio. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it took him a little longer. Yeah, you know, I mean, he 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 found his spot. But when he remember when he was getting like when he they drafted him, they let him play in Spain when he was sixteen or something like that. Like he was supposed to be the next mm-hmm. thing, a lot, which is a lot of point guards. They're yeah. supposed to be the next thing, and then well, they can't shoot or whatever. Okay. Um, so what's the Compare? Could you compare the the gameplay from the G League to one of the European leagues? It was like Israel, Hungary. Yeah. Where would you play in Europe? First off, uh, Belgium, Finland, played in Canada, Israel. Okay. So what's the game? It seemed you know I've seen some of these crowds. They seem pretty ruthless. Like there was a little meme that was going around of Jokic talking about the Miami crowd from like a year or two ago. Whatever he goes, bro. I played in Serbia, yeah. and then it cut to the crowd in Serbia. It was yeah. ruthless. Yes. 
tough place. Um, I think the biggest thing is just the NBA, and it's, I think it. I don't know if if, you, if anybody you heard about the um, the clip that Luca said is that it's easier to score in the NBA, mm-hmm. and that's a, I think that's a real thing because of space, mm-hmm. you know, and okay. the talent. There's more talent here, so you got to think if the court is spaced out, and you have a lot of talent on the court, you can't really help off of certain people, you know. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing is that it's, it's just more space. Um, overseas, it's more like a college, so it's more crowded. You know, you can be in the paint. Um, there's not like a defensive three. Mm. So I think that just makes it harder when you know, like, you have, like, somebody that's always in the paint, you know. And like you said, for, like, NBA stuff or just in the uh, uh, G League, like, you can't you can't be in the paint, you know. So like you said, you got, if you have a very fast guard that can get in the lane, like, it's kind of hard to help if you got, like, um, like good talent around you. Yeah, so are the rules different? Like, is there no three in the key and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, so the G, the, well, G League, NBA, it's uh, all, the defense at three. So you have to, it's like, it's, we call it, like, the two-nine. So you got to be only, you, you got to be in the paint. If you're in the paint, you have to be there for only, like, 2.9 seconds, obviously. Um, and you have to be in close distance with uh, the person that you're guarding. Yeah, so it, it's... But in Europe, it's not like that. Yeah, Europe is basically like college. So you can just, like, you can be in a two-three zone. So, like, in the NBA, you don't see people zone a lot because it's hard to zone because you have to be in a, you have to be in a close proximity of somebody or guarding somebody. Mm, got it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, that, that makes sense. Okay. Um, so, and, I mean, I remember Wemby this summer kind of said something along those lines, that it's, like, less physical or easier, easier to get space in, in these summer league games, which I, initially I was like, yeah, wait till he's going up in the regular season, but clearly the guy's – killing it generational talent but like i said it's it is easier because it's so much space and you're playing with the best people in the world and i think that's the that's what helps the nba and that's why it makes it easier because you're playing with the best people on earth oh like his teammates yeah teammates okay yeah so like it's just talent playing with so much talent and it's just more space so he has more he has more opportunities to get down like get down uh, to the rim um yeah. So having said that, like do you think that the all these like older generation basketball fans and basketball players that you know kind of call the newer game a little bit soft or just like kind of taking a victory lap and it's like <laughs> with Wemby if Wemby played against Patrick Ewing and David Robinson it'd be a different story? I think how do you feel about that? I think I think the biggest thing is that everybody always try to big up their era. Mm-hmm. To make their era seem the best. Okay. So, like, the 80s guys, they're going to always say that their era was the best. The 90s, the Jordans, they're going to say that their era was the best. Like, Kobe's in the early 2000s, they'll say, you know, so I think it's just kind of like, whatever era you play in, you're going to just big up your era. So, mm-hmm. you can't be mad that, like, Charles Barkley is bigging up his era because, <laughs> like, that was his era, you know? So Right, I, right, yeah. Um, But I think it's, I think it's a little much. I think it's a little much, honestly, because, like, say Wimby. Like, yeah. Wimby, he'll, he'll be able to score on anybody. Just because we're, like, like this generation is so much more talented than the old school guys, that tough stuff's not going to work. It's not going to work. You, you, can't just, you can't just bully me because I actually have a skill set. I actually have a, like, I can, I can handle the ball. The people back then were not used to guarding guys at the three. It was all mid-range, you know? So, like, you got to think, like, a guy like KD or even Wimby. You got to think, think about 
Hakeem Olajuwon guarding Wemby on the wing? Well, Hakeem, I think Hakeem could do it. I don't think so. Hakeem was an athletic big, and like if he would have if he would have trained like Wimby, you know, if 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 you just transported, well, go ahead. And, and that's what it is. They didn't train like that, so you got to think he's never guarded a person like that. Right. Okay. So let's. Okay. So the other day I saw uh, Eric Gordon guarding Wimbyana, and he just took a shot like there was no like I was standing in front of him. Right. Um, okay. But let's say that's Isaiah Thomas who's able to hand check him. He's going to shoot over the top. He's not going to see him. But he's not going to have the same positioning, right? Yeah, but he'll be able to get to his spots, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I think that Wemby's going to be an all-time great. Um, uh, Chet Holmgren has not as good, but similar stats to him so far this season. It's young, you know? So, like, obviously, I mean, they're both just talented. avatars, right? Very, very, very talented. Uh, yeah, and just the body type. Them being able to do that sort of stuff at that size is. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we, you know, that might be the new thing, right? Just yeah. getting seven fo- – I mean, first got to get a seven-footer that can move. Yeah, most definitely. You know, but at the same time, like, you know, these guy, these big guys shooting, Kevin Durant, all that sort of stuff. Um, I don't know, man. It's hard for me to admit that Hakeem wouldn't be able to guard on the three-point line if he trained for it. Yeah, so, like and like you said, and, and I agree with that, but I think the biggest thing is that people back then – they didn't train again. So, like, like I think it's like they say example. Like people will say, like, oh, James Harden couldn't play back then, right? But it's like they never guarded a guy like James Harden that can dribble and that had a high high IQ like that. Right. And okay. And, and his size, you know. So well, his like, no. Okay. So it's like it's like like our like this generation. Like yeah. it's, it's it's a reason why like Russ is going to be a Hall of Famer. It's reasons why like Kawhi is going to be a Hall of Famer. Giannis is going to be a Hall of Famer because they're just it's it's you've never seen it before. Like yeah, those, those, that's like a special talent, you know. Yeah, I also think that, like, with James Harden, um, so James, so okay, James Harden wouldn't have been able to average thirty-four points a game in the nineties and eighties, just because of the way that he exploited the fouls and stuff like that. Like, guys are put in the game. Guys are putting their hands behind the back. You know what I mean? And then the league had to reel back on the foul calls like that and stuff like yeah. that. So, I mean, I think. I think James Harden's a great player. He's definitely a Hall of Famer, without a doubt. Um, but it's just it, it's just difficult, like, to say that James Harden could be, like, MJ in 86. Or was it 86? Or whenever MJ averaged 35 a game or whatever like that, you know? It was just, it was just different. He wasn't exploiting the rules as much. All right, so, but, so, and, that, and that's... This so, is getting good. So, and this is always my argument. Like, whenever you, whenever we bring up... The, the older guys playing in this generation because they're they're tougher, right? So it's a, it's the same. We can kind of flip it. Like that's like saying if we pick James in the eighties, he will be tougher because he has to be tougher. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just so, saying he wouldn't have been an un, as unstoppable of a score. Maybe he would have. But, 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 but that's but the same why, thing. But, but, but see, like, that's, that's the same double, thing with Akeem. So it's a double edged sword. Then <laughs> it's like you put you put you put that talent around these tough guys. Yeah. You're, you're only gonna you're only gonna become tough. It's like the thing with Jordan. Right. Like everybody's always Jordan toughed up. Like when he first came in the league, he wasn't as tough. No. It took, it took it took a while for him to get tough because he had to deal with that in a like within a couple years, and then he built that toughness. So putting uh, Kevin Durant, that's so small and frail, you put him in there for uh, one year. I think he'll be tough. 
that makes sense. No, I think it makes perfect yeah. sense. And I think the same thing with the, with the players yeah. of the past to the current yeah, generation, for sure. Well, could you, it's, it's basically adapting. You and, adapt to your era or your the time, I guess. Yeah, and like era, like, okay, so we're bringing up Jordan. Um, I think this was the 86 season. He had a foot injury. This was in this was in the last dance. Did you watch the last dance? Yes. Okay. He had a foot injury and he secretly started practicing at UNC, comes back, drops sixty two in the yeah. Boston Garden, right? He was ready to go, yeah. Yeah. And like um Yeah, like that sort of t- like okay, and like I actually brought this up last season with, with Zion, right? Like when Zion's on the court, he could be an MVP. You know? Last year it was almost cut and paste, same thing as Jordan that eighty six year. But the team kept Zion out. Like, Zion could have came in for the last two weeks of the season. Could've. I don't know if he would have been able to practice at Duke, like, behind closed curtains or anything. Probably not. Probably not. But, yeah, I think it's... What do you think about the PPP? The player participation sure. policy? Um, weird weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, whoa. There's a third P there. Yeah, I was like, There's oh, a third right. P there. Uh, uh, I think it's, it's looking out for the players, and I think it's... It's more so like an investment. So I think they're they're like for Zion, for example, like first of all, he's heavy. Yeah. He's oh a, yeah. He's a, like yeah. he's a very he's very explosive. So he needs his his lower half to be coherent. You know. So I think it's more so they're just taking care of their assets in a sense. Like even when I remember like like Kawhi, like with, with the Clippers, he he hasn't played in what two years, pretty much. It seems like you know, but. I think it's one of those things where you're you're banking on whenever he's healthy that you're going to get the most out of him. So I think I think the biggest thing is more so you're protecting their assets. No, yeah, no, I agree. I I, I mean I agree to a certain extent. Like, um, you know, like they gotta and they gotta play. I mean, you're a player. You know what I mean? Um, and get paid a lot of money. They get paid a lot of money to to, <laughs> to play and stuff like that. You know, it's crazy. I actually looked this up a couple of weeks ago. Um, Kawhi Leonard has played more games. Than Kevin Durant since the nineteen twenty season. What? Well, yeah, I would. I would have never thought that. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's crazy. But, but, they but, both miss. They they have both missed an entire season. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 Katie. But and that's like one like the low management. Katie's been missing games like every year for like the last like six seven years. But he he never plays over so what eighty two games. He'll play like sixty five percent of the games. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he won't, he won't, like I would say. Eighty percent of the games is like too much so, for, for everybody. Durant. No, for Kevin Durant. Oh, okay, like, yeah. I'm, I'm I mean, saying, he's got- I'm saying him just because I know. I just know that like, he he's. I think I was talking to my boys about this one time. Like, uh, like not who's better, but like who's more durable. So we had like looked it up, and it was like KD. Like every year, KD will miss twelve, fifteen games. Yeah, like, no, which is a lot. Yeah. Like you know, especially play like seating for a team. I'm pretty sure you. Like, yeah, I think twelve games. Like, like he, they can go eight and you know, eight and four. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. He he misses he misses too many games. Yeah, I mean that's why that's why Brooklyn didn't work out. Like not just him. Kai. We let's get off of NBA. Let's talk about Cal State Long Beach right now. All right. So I uh, all right. So you coaching at Cerritos last year. Yes, sir. Was this just like natural flow? Like you're like okay, I'm going to. Did you start coaching with the idea to coach over here? Uh, that was always in the foreshadows, for sure. Um, me and Munson, me and Coach Munson, we have a very good uh, relationship. Um, so I think the biggest thing was just being transparent with him and, like, what I wanted 
in the next few years. I didn't think it was going to happen this fast, though. Um, but um, we had talks as far as, uh, you know, like, even if it wasn't here, like him helping me, trying to help me get my name out there to other schools or whatever. So um, I think he was just in my corner. Like, once I told him and I, like, really, and like, being at Cerritos, I think that's the first step where he was like, okay, he really wants to coach, you know. So um, I think the opportunities, the opportunities came about here, and I think it was just, like you said, it was organic. It just happened. Um in which I'm, you know, very happy that it did happen. Yeah, no, that's sweet, man. Um, do you still talk to uh, Capture Where James Ennis? And there was one other dude that was the the TJ, fab. The TJ, TJ Robinson. TJ Robinson. TJ there we go. Phillips, yeah, great player. Uh, yeah, I, I don't talk to everybody a lot. I think uh, I always check on Gene, Eugene Phelps here and there. I haven't talked to TJ in a while. Uh, Casper, I talk to all the time. Where is, he, is he still playing? Yeah, he's in uh, Jessica. He's in Russia. Oh, Russia. Yeah, Russia. Oh, wow. Okay. Big money, man. Dinner on him when he gets back. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Eugene. Naples Rib Company. Let's yeah, go. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Eugene is in Japan, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I tap in with James Ennis here and there. Um, uh, Greg Plater I talked to on, a, on an occasion. Uh, Mike Caffey. I, I tap in with him all the time. Um, say even like older, like the younger players, like like uh, Tim, uh, Timmy. I tap in with obviously Gabe Lavin. He's still here. Um, I tap in with Colin. So like I think that's like our our family. You always got to make sure we tap it in with our our the young, the younger the younger uh, generation, just to make sure they they own their stuff, and just helping them any way they can, any way any way I can. Yeah. So. Uh... So what um, kind of playing mentor to a lot of these younger guys? Like, was there uh, somebody that kind of uh, showed you the way as a youngster, as a mentor? Um. Uh, yeah, I think it was, I think when I was playing AU basketball, um, it was a lot of the older guys that, you know, went high D1 or just went Division I. Um, just kind of always pushing me and making sure that, Obviously, school was the number one thing because um, I think coming out of high school, like when I was at Jordan, I struggled like my first two years. Um, so once I started getting some interest and it was just kind of like, oh, like you actually can play Division One basketball. So, um, you know, having guys like that, having coaches, say Rock Johnson, when I was playing with ICANN, he was like one of the guys that was just on me on my bumper 24-7. Um, and then obviously, like my high school coach, he always tapped in with me, uh, Ron Massey. Um, that you know, the great, the great Ron Massey. Um, yeah, so I always had. It wasn't a lot of players. It was more so just like a lot of like the coaches and like you said, mentors on that aspect. More so than like actual players that like kind of motivated me or like pushed me. Yeah, no, that's cool, man. Yeah, I knew uh, there was one dude I went to high school with that was like he was a killer wide receiver. And he could have went to Cal, but he didn't make grades. So he ended up going, doing the JUCO route, went to uh, Arizona State. He, like, made the practice squad at uh, for the Chargers for a little bit. His name was Mike Willie. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that could – what the path could have been if he would have just stayed on his grades and stuff like that, you know. And a football player coming out of Wilson's a big deal. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's not like a poly football you player or anything. Like, yeah, real bad. Although there's one dude, uh, Joel Batonio – is my grade? He's on the, he's on the Browns. He's an offensive lineman. Oh, 
So th- there's a couple, dude. I mean, <laughs> I always love when we got NFL. Uh, when we got Long Beach people that are NFL, NBA, whatever, just doing their thing. That's that's dope. Yeah, that's cool, man. All right, so uh, let's tie it up. Do you got any um, any kind of like lasting impressions? Any goals? Anything uh, for this season specifically that you're trying to achieve um, personally as a team? Uh, oh wait, so. What exactly is your title? Assistant coach. Oh, just assistant, assistant coach. Assistant coach, okay. development. Um, but it's just assistant coach, obviously. Okay. So what's your goals, man? What are you, what are you trying to do? Um, I think the biggest thing is just I'm, I feel like I'm here to change the culture, um, bring a cohesiveness with the with the, the coaches and the players. Um, obviously, I want us to win Big West and go to the dance. That's, that's the main goal, the only goal. There's no other – Goal as far as basketball wise, um, I think outside of basketball, I just want them to get their degrees, want them to be good men, to grow up to be good men, and um, just take care of the business. And I think that's one thing that I learned and that Munson helped me with was I actually grew up when I was here. You know, I was immature, I was egotistic. Um, I think he humbled me, um, and being here humbled me so. Uh, I think the biggest thing that's that's just want them to get out of get out of this is like you said obviously a degree obviously winning big west getting a chance to go to the dance is something like we only went once but i'll remember that for the rest of my life you know so um hopefully they get the chance to uh, the opportunity to do that awesome thank you